Welcome to the Blooming League of Original Podcast. G'day and welcome to another extra fabulous edition of Thrush and Treasure, the Torture Chamber musical comedy podcast that lost the door key to the theatre. Now we're performing for pennies at the local pub. And speaking of dorky, I'm Aaron. <laughs> and I'm joined, as usual, by the man who needs bread like I need a hug. Oh, it's Evan the Metal Man. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, you're pretty good. Pretty good. Being yeah, busy. pretty good. Oh, did you know... What? Oh, that was a terrible one. I was trying to like <laughs> trick you into saying a natural what. But anyways, guess what? <laughs> what? We have a royal diva up in the dungeon today. And with this queen in our castle, things are about to get a little bit naughty because this bodacious beauty burst into the biz by ripping farts and gripping hearts in Annie, the family favourite, then followed through by popping off for a detour <laughs> to study socio-pre-law whilst moonlighting at Disneyland, but after deciding not to go down the sociopath, this queen of farts sniffed out fame in LA via Fame LA, which sadly met a silent but deadly fate. But soon after that stinker, this glimmering goddess wafted into a gastronomical stint on the Jamie Kennedy experiment, where she tooted us all with a lesson in class by giving us a whiff of her one-woman band, quickly <laughs> armed with a revolting amount of roles in her arsenal, ensuring this entertainer has entered into the charmed sweet life on deck with the crew for seven seconds of transparent Chicago hope. But Nikki, Kristen and Donnie are the fighting Fitzgeralds because they're fairly odd parents, are younger, so they're not quite housebroken and most likely never to be, which is one of the major crimes of the district. And while none of that made sense, fear not, for this queen of kings followed her instinct and saved the homeland from the thieves and the boogeyman too, before a twist in time propelled this star across to the West End, where her Olivier Award-winning performance in today's chosen swashbuckling musical proves that she's no flush in the panties. So please help me throw a huge g'day, how's it going, to Matilda's mother, also known as the Hunchback's Dame, also known as the Princess Emoji, whose holiday show, whose holiday showed us just who is Queen of Broadway. And from ancient Greece, this saint of Newark rises like a dame at sea to sail through our torture chamber. So with our fake nails pressed and glittered up, we're ready for a pizza, this babe. It's the tantalizing Leslie Margarita. Yay, how you doing? Welcome to the torture chamber. That was very impressive. Thank you. (laughs) My face hurts. I was smiling and laughing. It hurt. That was really impressive. Yeah, awesome. Anyways, it's not about me. That was, it was, it is. That was incredible craftsmanship. Yeah, but he's all tuckered out now and needs to lie down. I do. I need a nap and to, to suck my thumb in the fetal position. But anyways, how are you doing? I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this. Yes. I have no idea what's what's going on, but I'm really excited about it. Yeah, well, your game, that's that's about 50-50 of which guests know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, I tried to warn. I did say to you. I've you did. Yeah, you did. Checked out your sense of humor. So I do feel a little bit free here. And then I realized that you had um, gotten your part in Annie from farting in the audition. Mm-hmm. True. Right. So then there was that. And th- then there was. Well, not I, real farting, but. No, but I you're making farting fart. noises. Um, yes, I was making noises. And then you pop up in the uh, Jamie Kennedy experiment and I tracked down that episode. I mean, that was like 50 years ago. 
Well, it looks like it was five years ago, to be honest. Bloody hell. Some have all the luck. No, but I realised then that you were sitting there farting and picking your nose and coughing up loogies and all this gross stuff. And I'm like, hang on, she's just gone from farting in Annie. And then she turned up in that stink of fame LA. And I'm like, this is perfect. I'm going to squeeze as many fart jokes out of this as possible. (laughs) Because why not? You should. It's a huge part of my life, the fart. So, yeah. Awesome. Flash in the panties was, was, I was impressed with that one. Flash in the panties was great. I thought he was done. And it's like, no, he's got some more. No, 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 but that was actually a reference to what a um, someone had said to you doing Zorro that yes. showing your panties will show your panties and you'll win an award. Yeah, it did. When I heard that, I'm like, well, she's no flash in the panties there, is she? And that's one of those moments where I'm like, hey, me, I'm a fucking genius. Like, goodness <laughs> me, but you are. No, that really, it no, really was. No, 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 no you, you should listen to more episodes. Just, it's luck. I, I do half the work. You guys have the career to set all that up for me. If you hadn't have done all that, I wouldn't have spotted it. Yeah, and you have nothing to work with. That's exactly. I would, that's why we can't invite nobodies on this show because <laughs> what am I going to screw? Very short intros. I'm a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> I've, bro- I've broken your streak. Yeah. No, oh, but you, if you've had a, a stellar career, you have. You know, and because there were so many TV shows compared to stage roles, I don't know where to put you. Do I put you in Broadway or Hollywood? Anywhere. I'm happy to be anywhere, honestly. <laughs> happy to be working. Happy to be working. I don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't care where it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of don't care, we're going to move on to the medal. <laughs> okay. What has? Uh, what would be if you were a rock star? What would be in your craziest rock star rider? Oh my god! I mean, I think about that all the time because. Oh, good. When you, Finally. When, <laughs> I, when, when you do a show or you're, you're doing any kind of contract, you, your agents ask for crazy shit that you'll never get. Mine, I always ask for hair, hair extensions. <laughs> and, and, but, like, but you can get these riders and everybody asks for stuff and you never get it. Rock stars get it. So I don't know. I think it, mine would be probably pretty boring. I would, I would ask for a PlayStation in my, in my dressing room for sure. Yeah. I'd ask for a PlayStation. I mean, it has to, has to be there, I think. That's not even crazy, though. That's not crazy. No. I mean, that, no. that's not really. I don't do drugs or anything, so <laughs> it's all pretty boring. Probably just wine and a PlayStation. A virtual reality gaming room, that would be crazy. Like a whole room where the whole room is the PlayStation. Oh, that would be great. Yes. That would be great. Yes, yeah. You're listening, producers. You want to hire Leslie? Get your virtual game. Beat Saber. <laughs> No, no, don't, because then you won't get work again. Please, producers, ignore the man behind the curtain. I have missed cues playing video games. Oh, have yeah. you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I don't know if Candy Crush counts. Candy oh, please. Crush. <laughs> please. That's, I don't know. That is only for backstage. I think that's uh-huh. that's that's uh-huh. more like, you know, heroin for taking all your small change. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's we'll jump on that note. We're going to jump straight into it because we'll we'll move on to the medal. Because this week uh, I again chose the medal album because I I said to Leslie, "What would you like?" And you said you have no idea. So oh, I'm yeah. like, okay, we'll we'll just we'll go with something. I think my quote was that something that doesn't sound like pushing a camel through a wood chipper. Yeah. And then I blindly typed in female-driven metal just to see what would come up. Uh-huh. Ah, is that how you got it? It's very, it's rare. Yeah, there's, there's a few. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. There okay. are a few. The the one I chose, I thought that sounds like it could be a nemesis to Zorro. So I went with a band called Hellion, which I have no idea. So even Evan didn't know this band. No. And there's a story to that. Oh, is there? There oh, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Is that bad though? Because don't you know everybody? <laughs> and if you don't no. know the band? as if no one can know everything. Well, I, I don't know. Your legend. <laughs> you haven't met my dad, Evan. Uh, anyways, um, so I've written a, a review. It's only a short one today. So I'll quickly run through that. When I first saw the cover, meh. So against my better judgment, I pressed play on the Spotify, revealing the opening number, screams in the night and day and morning and all day, every day by the sounds of it. And whilst normally I'd be able to verbally abuse Evan for his shitty choices, this time I can only blame myself. So when bad attitude started, I knew she was screeching about me. Great. Just like this insane, catchy, but dark effort, four stars. Well done, me. Pat on the back. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Ruff. She's ballsy and uncouth and in your face and camp and filled with sleazy theatrics and a sore throat. So, yeah, I kind of really like this. It was weird. <laughs> she was crazy. It sounds like you were describing me. Well, luckily I chose this then, isn't it? Because that was a blind choice, like purely dumb luck. And oh, wow. I kind of really liked her. She's crazy. Like, I, I, I would like to sit down and just have a chat with her. Not even recorded for a show, just to, just to get that vibe. Like, Yeah. I mean, that's, if you're going to be a female metal star, that's the way you want to go, I think. Yeah, that's that's some Axel Rose level shit right there. Like she was. Yeah, well, it, well, it turns out you you did you fluked upon something really iconic. I think by typing in "female driven" um, is is how it came up. Because initially, yeah, like it never got released in Australia. I don't think. Oh, didn't it? Oh, so that's what. Obviously, I've never heard of it. And this, you know, in the eighties, you sort of you can only buy what's in the shops, you know, or what's on the radio. And this mm-hmm. didn't make it to the radio or the shops in Australia, so that's why I'd never heard of them. But it turns out the lead singer, Anne Boylan, is an icon. She is amazing. Musically, eh, we'll get there. But huge overachiever. Wait, is her name Anne, like Anne Boleyn or? Yeah. Boylan. Whatever. What did I say? No, but no. I think it's a stage name based after one of King Henry's of, wives. Yeah. Uh, no, it's a, she was Queen of England, wasn't she? Anne Boleyn was. It's different spelling, though. Different spelling. Oh, oh okay. But it's inspired by, oh, well. We won't lose our heads about it. Um, but yeah, that, it's not a real name. And I, I forgot to write down what a real name is, but she's a okay. massive overachiever. Originally, and you'll like this one, Aaron, Kim Foley wanted to recruit her in the Runaways and, and she never joined, but she did go to, I think, LA and, and sort of bum around for a bit, but she never actually joined, but she was invited to play bass. Uh, and while she was there, she ended up being in a, in a bunch of like B-rate horror films. But these oh, days, cool. she's, she's a marathon runner. Um, and she's a pace runner in the Boston Marathon. Oh, I hate her already. That's no, I can barely walk to the fridge. There was an argument before about where the sugar sits because I can't be bothered walking across the fucking kitchen. Like, in order to get this album pressed and out, she started her own record label. Yeah. I'm looking at her Wikipedia right now. I was um, reading about the Gypsy Kings more so than the band, which I probably should have been learning about the metal band since that's kind of my job. Um, oh, my gosh. You guys, she went to my school, UCLA. 
There must be something in the water there. She went and got her law degree. Oh, goodness gracious me. She's got a bachelor's degree in Germanic languages. She studied Old Norse for some reason because she's just interested in it. But in order to get this album pressed and released, she made her own record label called New Renaissance Records, which have then signed bands like Sepultura, Morbid Angel, big influences on metal. Her And her other band members have done it as well. Like uh, her, the guitarist on this album, he now owns a recording studio in LA. Drummer, uh, no, sorry, the bass player designed a pacemaker that's capable of restarting a stopped heart. You know, like all the band members went on to do crazy stuff. But yeah, she's a huge overachiever, massive. Um, she was sort of uh, hanging out with all the big names when she was a teenager. Freaking, she ended up hooking up with Ronnie James Dio. Oh, him I know. Uh, not hooking up with, but he managed. He managed her. That's why a couple of these songs really sound like Dio. There's there's actually a uh, the track, The Hand, sounds exactly like Heaven and Hell from Black Sabbath's album. Wow. Yeah. She's also rad looking. And she's had a hell of a lot yeah. up and down life. She she took a break in the nineties because she didn't want to really be a part of grunge. Well, took a break from recording. Um, but she, it, uh, the, the lineup has changed constantly. She's the only constant. Um, it's this massive list. Do they still tour and everything? Yeah, they're still playing. Uh, the, yeah, as far as I know, they're still going. Uh, the record label is still going and doing really well. Wow. Um, she's credited as being one of the first bands to perform at the Monsters of Rock Festival in the former USSR. And then wow. she also became the first American band to tour USSR. Oh, sorry, first female rock band. Wow. But yeah, she's had some dodgy stuff as well, like um, Stalkers that just would not go away and the police you know never caught and caused huge huge hassles um her business manager in 2003 pleaded guilty for a murder for hire on his own wife oh, oh, Jesus Christ! but then was also charged with breaking and entering Anne's house oh. so, and i've googled i've looked it up cannot find why there's no real uh, there's only an article mentioning it and in, in an interview but <laughs> like no idea what the story is there wow don't do drugs kids that's what the story is <laughs> yeah that's probably what it yeah early early on in her 20s um van halen again she's hanging out with dio and van halen and um people from uh newey malstein who was a you know legendary guitarist van halen's manager offered to make her the next pat benatar on the condition that she have cosmetic surgery and leave the band <sighs> you know which of course she turned down. Yeah. Which is crazy because she's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And very early on, like the other band members voted to kick her out. And then they had a fight over the name and she ended up keeping it and, you know, kept the Helion name. They carried on without her. They ended up failing. It's just this roller coaster ride of a life. But she's ended up, you know, having this iconic record label that's launched a good chunk of awesome metal bands and and, you know, became a success and a very well-educated success at that. Yeah. Yeah, she's a legend. Wow. Super cool. Yeah. Gold star to me. It really, uh, it, it, yeah, for real. Yeah, that was a complete fluke. Yeah. It's just like I do everything in life is a sheer fluke, really. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, and I really like this because I, I could hear there was a bit of punk in it as well. Uh, there was that sort of attitude yeah. behind it. Yeah, I think there were also the first female metal band on MTV as well first to have a video on mpv um there was a there was a female punk band before her but you know if you're gonna split it into genres she you know they were first yeah easy action was very sing-alongable because it wasn't overdone yeah. like every other bloody sing-alongable song that's out there uh, 
I, it was a pleasure to sing along too. So I didn't hate myself after. That was the other weird thing. A lot of the song titles, like The Hand is literally a copy of Heaven and Hell pretty much from Black Sabbath. But a lot of the other song titles, Easy Action is actually an Alice Cooper album title. Children oh, of it? the Night is a song by Survivor. Oh, they're all homages. Better Off Dead, obviously, is a film by John Cusack. He's in it. And yeah. Bad Attitude is an album by Deep Purple, all yeah. a year or two before this one came out. Wow. So it's like, it's a bit of a coincidence. Because I was reading the track list going, this all sounds really familiar. I know these names, you know. Yeah, they're homages to their affectionate little love letters. Like, plug, every chapter in my book is a movie title. So in this one, the third one, there is Rain of Fire and Into the Woods. And in the second one, there's Fight Club and stuff like that. So because it's the second book, so two-word movie titles. Like, I put a lot of effort into that. But, yeah, so oh, wow. yeah, that wouldn't be surprised. It wouldn't surprise me if they were deliberate homages to the things that had inspired yeah, her. Yeah, it's too much of a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I love her voice, though. Yeah, isn't she crazy? I mean, it was very banshee, like, but I kind of liked that because she was wailing. Yeah. And just so in such an unadulterated way, like, she just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. It turns out she's a, an industry legend. Wow. If you're in the, the metal industry in, 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 is it California? I, I can't remember. Or is it LA? I don't know. Either way, you would have probably heard of it. When I looked her up, it looked like LA, but that was kind of like the the hub for her where she started. And... Yeah. Bit of a tumultuous ride to, to get there. But, you know, the band had broken up and reformed like three times before they even got their first album done, you know. Like all great bands. Yeah. Just started out doing covers. Wow. I, I should have done more research. <laughs> Oops, the daisies. <laughs> no, it was great. I kind of went on a deep dive because I love those. Women. I, I love Heart, the, the woman from Heart. And so then I, Nancy Wilson. when I looked up this woman, I kind of went on a deep dive of all those, those ballsy fucking trailblazing women. And she, but this one was, was super cool because yeah. I'd never heard of her either. It, and a lot of it was out of necessity. Like she went and got her law degree because she'd started the label and she needed to do her own lawyering for the bands Smart. so they could keep their rights and get their residuals, you know do it properly and she went you know bugger that i'll do it myself that's also the reason i studied some law in college and was going to go to law school if acting didn't work out but but i, I need to dispute your own fact there or was that so that you could still work at disneyland because if you were to study well you're you're correct that is correct it was really well i went no i went to ucla so i could work at disneyland <laughs> okay oh, that's all right then so i didn't mean to dispute your own story it's just i didn't want you to contradict yourself is what i'm saying yeah yeah no but you're you're right i couldn't I wasn't allowed to be a theater major and work mm -hmm. at Disneyland. So I had to major in something else. So yep. default. Yeah. That. yeah. But it really was Disneyland. It's what I say on this show all the time. Kids don't just refine yourself to a singer or an actor. Oh, don't know. Learn different skills. Learn how to do different things because you have to, yeah. You know, you're going to have someone one day say to you, hey, let's create this project together. And you're going to have all these things in your arsenal that you can pull out and yep. not have to pay other people to do it. Yep. And then when producers want to save some money, they know they can turn to you who's already getting paid by them and, and stuff like that. It might be, you know, a one day thing to, to help out or a stand in at the lighting desk. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Learn different skills. It, it will get you everywhere. Oh, and I missed one. Well, Screams in the Night. I don't know. I was already on this coincidence run. There was a movie the oh, okay. same year called Night Screams. Yeah. Maybe. I can't do horror films. 
Oh, you can't? No. Although Scream I saw, but obviously, but. Yeah, because I always look out, because I'm a huge horror fan, and two things I always look out on people's with uh, sitcoms and horror films. And, mm. and when I saw Boogeyman 2, I realized, no, you still haven't done a horror movie. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. No, I've never even seen it. Never even seen it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah. Yeah, and again, I was looking up what films. I was looking up what film she'd been in, and it turns out she was in one of my favorite horror films of all time, um, uh, Night of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh, this singer? Yeah, Anne. She's she's in that. Oh, oh. Anne was. Oh, I was talking about Leslie in Boogeyman 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, you know, she, the more I looked into it, the, the more links I started making. Sorry, okay. In saying all of that and admiring her career and what she's done and achieved and yeah, just, for, just to run marathons, for God's sake. Yeah. I wasn't really a fan of this album. <laughs> what? <laughs> in saying all of that. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't know. It just, oh, I don't know. It, some of the lyrics were just a bit lame. But that's the cross the board. A lot of stuff sounded like other stuff. That's the cross the board as well. That upside down guitar solo, I swear they're hitting. I hope they were playing upside down because I swear he's hitting bung notes. And, you know, in terms of if you're going to play, you know, flamenco guitar, you know, I think you need to practice a bit more. I don't think that should have been on the album. Yeah, again, don't do drugs, kids. Because then you flip over to the chosen musical and, yeah. and hear some masterful playing. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Princeton, yeah. I'm surprised at you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm. Yeah, I am because I thought <laughs> I thought you would find this like I did ballsy at least. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a couple of head boppers, but balls out. But no, I certainly appreciate what she's done for the industry. Yeah. Yeah. That was how I felt. I appreciated her more. More than the output. But that's that's the case across art, isn't it? Yeah. Not everything Sondheim released was a hit when it got released. So, but we yeah. respected it and it gained love for that reason. Um, but uh, anyways, we'll move on um, because I don't have a thing. I think Zorro won that battle then. Stabbed Hallian right in the chest and we are going to go <laughs> to an ad break. I have no idea. I, I should have. I usually pre-prepare my segues and puns. I was and waiting stuff, for so. your segue. <laughs> You've been too busy. It was. Yeah, I have. Coming this summer, winter, spring, or fall, the first ever musical theater sitcom where you go behind the scenes of the latest West End show, The Fosse Forest Ballet. Where's the important stuff? Aha! A thousand pound a week ensemble rate. Ah, that's what Mamma Mia likes. Starring Philip Joel and a West End cast featuring Carrie Alice, Darren Denny, Louise Demon, and Oliver Savile, and more. It all started in 1987 when I was a jobbing actress working in a diner. Yeah, it's just I, I had a really bad experience when I was touring Australia with a wombat. <gasps> Darling! Mwah! How long have I been mentoring you? Three months? Two years. So her name is Henrietta? The horse. Yes. I've managed to secure you an audition for the biggest, most innovative and the latest show to be going into the West End. Joseph and his Technicolor Dreamcoat. Think more along the lines of Pant. Frozen. Watch this episode for the price of a coffee. Simply go to www.thefussyforestbelly.com. Any and all profits go back to theatre charities, acting for others, and the theatre's trust. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll see a grown man in sparkly tights. Tight nights. Nice tights. 
We go in person to school. Yeah, as far as I know. At the moment, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've only got like yesterday. I think we had two cases, so you know. Oh. Yeah. Oh really? Oh, it's like thousands. It's bad here. <laughs> yeah, it's bad here too. We're that zero one percent little pocket of the world that hadn't been touched yet. Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah, it's really bad here and really bad in New York. Too. I know. I watch CNN. I watch MSNBC. I watch. Sometimes I put turn on Fox just because I like being angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle Tucker though. Oh God! Oh, they're all wankers. Oh, they're all horror. I just yeah. all of them. I know why you I, watch. I, it, I sometimes put him on just to see what he's up to, and then two and yeah. a half minutes, I have to turn it off again. I don't agree yeah. with blocking people <laughs> just because you don't like their opinions. At least know what they're concocting behind your back. Seriously, like oh, true. Know what you're no, fighting. He's painful. He's really painful. I can handle Hannity, but I can't handle Tucker. Oh no, they're all morons. Um, but I wouldn't kick any of them out of my bed, probably. Anyways, uh. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> We're back with Thrush and Treasure. I'm Aaron. That's Evan. And we are joined by the beautiful Leslie Margarita, who is a star of Matilda and Dames at Sea and today's chosen musical, which is Zorro. Now, before we get onto that, there's a story that you have told a number of times about having a rat crawl over you on stage. Now, I need mm-hmm. to know, because this was 2008, so a few years beforehand, was having a rat climb over you good practice for working with children in Matilda? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent practice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I don't have children. I don't like children. I mm-hmm. hate babies. <laughs> I just don't get it. Um, I don't I hate babies. I just don't want one. Yeah. And and people show me pictures of their kids. I don't care. Um, <laughs> so when I got Matilda, I was like, oh my god, fuck. I'm, I'm just surrounded by children. But these kids were awesome because they weren't really kids. They were yep. like mini grownups. So it was fine. It was fine. But I, yeah, I panicked. I did panic. But that was that I got that show because I was like, oh. Yeah, I did yeah. say it in Melbourne and some of those students did have a case of the dear Evan Hansons, I must admit. But that's what happens when you put ensemble as the students in the, you know, doing the dance numbers and stuff. And it's like, well, some of them, they've got five o'clock shadows. Some of them have to, I know. Yeah. But, yes, but so. that's how the show is built. Adults play Sometimes they add to the child ensemble, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but some of them are 50. Yeah, mm. I could tell. Which also you had done, which I mentioned in the thing, I, I won't make you go into it again. It's traumatizing. You did Greece, which has been dubbed ancient Greece. Uh-huh. Most companies of Greece are not in high school. No. <laughs> most most cast members, I mean, look at the movie. Yeah. Stocker yeah. Channing was, I think, 50. You should do it with senior citizens, though, like really old people like as a as an event <laughs> we should we should yeah i um try and i hate people who write on message boards and say horrible things um anonymously and so i find those and i read them in my cabaret show i read the really bad ones yep. <laughs> that are still funny like some of them are just hurtful but i won't read those yeah. but i yeah after a production of greece somebody had written on a message board that we were so old and they they dubbed it ancient greece <laughs> which i thought was really what I find interesting or strange human behavior is 
kids out there, you're allowed to talk about somebody without tagging them. Oh, oh my God. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. Don't fucking tag them. That person doesn't need to hear every fucking sentence of your conversation. (sighs) Because remember, when someone replies, then their timeline is getting blocked up and spammed with your conversation just because you wanted to say that you loved Leslie's hair that night or something. I don't get it. Yeah. It will either be a compliment or it will be a, I don't like this thing. And I I sort of think, does the person need to be tagged? And is the thrill of a retweet that important? Is it really? (laughs) I mean, I think when it's mean, when they're saying like, I fucking hated this about her, Queen Leslie, like they're doing it for attention. Oh yeah. yeah. They're tagging you for attention. It's just, it's the worst. I get a lot of, hi, Queen Bestie. Hi, Bestie. I hated you. And and I'm like, what? What? (laughs) It's all weird. It's all weird. So I, I try and make fun of it as much as I can. It's I think a lot of lonely people out there. That's really what's what it is. It's a lot of lonely <laughs> yeah. people out there. Uh, Dory, I'll, I'll say this, Leslie, so you don't have to. Anyways, we're going to move on to Zorro, <laughs> which was your Olivier award-winning performance. And I know I have one more question about that after Evan goes onto his deep dive because he reviewed it this week. So we'll see how we go. Now, before we, I'm going to preface this by saying, if I had have known it was a jukebox musical, I wouldn't have picked it. I was thinking. <laughs> it is yeah. and it isn't. It is. I mean, there's original stuff too. I only found out two hours ago. Sorry, bud. Whoops, it is. Did, so didn't you? Did you listen to the musical? Because I mean, I heard I, I did started hearing songs that I knew, and I'm like, hang on, that's the Gypsy Kings. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, I knew they wrote it. I knew they wrote it, but I didn't know they didn't write those songs for it. The only song I know of theirs is their cover of You've Got a Friend in Me from the Toy Story 3 soundtrack. And that should surprise nobody because I'm sitting here in a Beauty and the Beast t-shirt right now <laughs> with a Wally figurine right next to me. Three of them. I'm a Disney freak too. Yes. Oh, love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm weird apparently according to society. Well, they are our overlords. Anyways, that's uh, about Zorro. Although it did take until track eight, like Bombaleo. That, that was where I went, uh-huh. hang on a yeah. second. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron um, the moron again. Anyway, yeah. at least I did good with the first one. So <laughs> Yeah, but um, I, did, I didn't get a chance to research. Are all the songs previously written and then jammed in the show? Or did they sit down and write stuff for the show? No, they wrote stuff for the show. Right. Okay. Oh, that's all right. Oh, that's that's all right yeah. then. That counts. That's all oh, right. Oh, no, then. there's there. I would say it's half and half, probably. Half written for the show, half previous hits. And then everything was reorchestrated. Everything was musicalized. So it sounds really different. And, and obviously it was translated into half English and half, you know, they're not really Spanish. They're French and and Spanish and Andalusian, like all this. So their their language is, is a little bizarre anyway. So they kind of had to translate it to make some of it uh, understandable to people that see it. So yeah, so it's not really, I mean, it is a jukebox, but but. I, well, yeah, I, I that thought crossed my mind. It's like, is this a jukebox musical? And and then you know, Aaron can't stand jukebox musicals. No, but I, it, it doesn't count if if the band themselves did it. That's, yeah, yeah, you know. That's, yeah, and they re yeah. they redid everything. Like they were there, yeah. and they you know, was, which was amazing. I'd be in yeah, a rehearsal, that, and you're, the fucking Gypsy Kings are are picking on their <laughs> guitars and redoing stuff, and mm. and wrote stuff for for me for for the other people and. So that was really cool. Yeah, they mm. they didn't want a typical jukebox musical. No, They're too cool. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought I thoroughly enjoyed this. I don't. Oh, um, good. 
listen to a lot of flamenco music. Is that correct term even? Yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, it was hard to find. There's not that many clips about. There's the, the Royal Variety performance, which mm-hmm. you do a, a medley of three songs. That was very cool. No, yeah, not a huge amount of clips. Uh, no, unfortunately, I haven't seen it, but it feels like it's all about the dancing and the performances. Yeah. You know, and, and the sword fighting and, you know, people doing backflips and stuff, I assume. <laughs> Uh, I assume there's a backflip in there somewhere. So, so yeah, I ended up doing a deep dive into Zorro because you know, I, I don't know, Aaron, are you old enough to even know of How know of Zorro? You? I have <laughs> an eight millimeter roll of film here with Magilla Gorilla on it, and you're asking me, do I know who Zorro is? I also have one of Batman, <laughs> the original like 1930s Batman yeah. or something. But I, it's well, it's this, I'm sorry, Zorro, Zorro is, is the, the original, original Batman. Batman. Oh yeah. Damn straight. He would, but he was the first one. It really was Zorro was yep. the first. He even yeah. had his own Batcave. Yeah. In the stories. Yeah. Yep. In the uh, in the in the pulp books. He did. He does in the musical too. Oh, does he? Yeah. He joins the long line of famous mask wearers, including Stanley Ipkiss. No. <laughs> nope. No. Nope. And Rachel DeLiesel. Clearly, you know who she. You don't know who she is. She's the white woman that pretended to be black. Oh, oh. I didn't know that. I was how you said her last name. I only know Rachel, the white woman. I'm supposed to know that off the top of my head. Look, she's changed her name now to something more African, and she started an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, oh God. I don't want to see any part of that. Oh, oh, that's Charlatan. I hope she's not making money. I hope she's. I not hope making she's money. not making money too, because I will be bitter anyway. Yeah. Sorry, that's. I had that joke set up. I thought you that would land so well. No. <laughs> oh well, I don't know what her last name is. I don't care what her last name is. Anyway, sorry, Evan, you go. But yeah, I ended up. I ended up doing research on into Zorro and it, uh, started in 1919. Johnston Cully wrote the first book, and and then obviously he wrote like another 57. The funny one, the curse of Caps. Oh, my pronunciation is terrible. The curse of Capstrano. Capistrano. Capistrano. Okay. Yeah, that sold more than fifty million copies wow. all up, wow. making it one of the best-selling books of all time. Oh wow! wow. Which is nuts, and and people just ate it up. Um, you know, obviously in the early nineteen twenties, there wasn't a lot of TV around. Was there any? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah there was a film they made a film they made a film in in 1920 and and that just went absolutely nuts and ended up uh, overall there's been like 40 films 10 tv series and then disney got a hold of it in 1957 and did two seasons with um guy williams being zorro and unfortunately even though it was huge and and one of the most expensive shows ever made at the time you know they they spent something on like $1.5 million in 1957. Wow. Wow, Each yeah. episode cost about 60 or sixty to 80000 to produce, which in 1957 was a shitload of money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Disney went all out on it. You know, Walt, obviously. But yeah, yeah, they ended up having to cancel it after two seasons because of issues with ABC and, and who owned it and, um, and basically sat on it for ages. Wow. Yeah. Then, then by, by the 90s, it became public domain and you know off you go because i think they even tried to sue the musical itself even hit some legal issues and eu just sort of went get stuffed it's public domain and but there is an owner of zorro anything that says zorro there is an owner who who is a producer of of the musical but yeah it's it's a complicated legal character (laughs) (laughs) yeah because it's been Um, around so long yeah yeah um and and 
Yeah, I, I ended, ended up reading an article. Um, there's a, a theory that um, Zorro was actually based on a real person uh, from Ireland. They claim he's Irish and his name was William Lamport who he was on a ship somewhere i missed where it was underwater maybe no it's like to a destination oh okay sorry they got taken by pirates and of course you either join or go overboard so he ended up joining the pirates for a few years and ended up jumping ship in mexico and that's how your you know william lamport ended up in taking the name don diego uh-huh. Yeah, so that's one theory because there's there's actual documents of his trial and I think they hung him. Wow. So my Rachel DeLazel joke just hit because he was some <laughs> white guy that changed his name it's to pos- Diego. It's a theory. <laughs> it's a theory. Um, wow. Which a lot of people dismiss. So it's only a theory. Um, but, you know, someone <laughs> wrote an, a biography about it. But, um, yeah, I knew Zorro was big. You know, I remember just seeing it randomly. And, of course, the, uh, the 98, 96, yeah. 98. Banderas, yeah. Antonio Antonio Banderas, Banderas, and Catherine yeah. Zeta-Jones yeah. and Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. Good chunk of the musical is sort of based on that. No. No? No? <laughs> None of it. None of it? No. All the wiki's wrong. Fancy that. Wiki's so wrong. Oh, oh yeah. I don't know who wrote that. The, um, the musical is based off a book by Isabel Allende. Uh-huh. And the musical is the, is the origin story, but based off of her book not really the movie yeah her book was the prequel to the first one it's the prequel yeah and so that's what the musical is my character is his best friend who kind of creates his look and puts him in all black and you're the edna mode i am you're the edna mode from the incredibles oh wow i didn't know that absolutely um yeah yeah i mean there's a there's a love interest but she's not Catherine zeta jones she's she's somebody that that he grew up with um yeah. i'm not the love interest i'm the 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 girl friday the best friend the fun one basically right i'm the fun mm. one you're the fun one yeah exactly <laughs> i'm the fun one yeah yeah so it's based off of that yeah the, everyone assumes it's the movie and no oh, oh bummer but um yeah anyway going back to the music i love Wait, hang on sorry i need to cut you off so bummer you're saying bummer to it not being based on a movie he who complains every other week <laughs> that every musical is based off a fucking movie it's a bummer that the wiki was wrong. Oh, okay. That's what's okay. He's wrong. Wiki's always wrong. Oh, yeah. now I look like the idiot. Thank you very much. Anyways, <laughs> you could have just like, you could have gone, oh, sorry, and then moved on. Like, go on. But uh, going back to music, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I love, I do love Spanish guitar. It takes some real skill yeah. to, to play like that and to play that well. And that album, the album's live. Like we, yes. we recorded it live because you just can't not get those musicians. There's just nothing like them playing it live. And to yep. get to hear that every night is amazing. But yeah, the that guitar stuff. And we had two main flamenco guitarists that were on stage mm. that would switch off. And they're just unbelievable musicians. Yep. And must have been like, must have been freaking scary for them to play in front of the Gypsy Kings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can imagine. I never asked. I always thought that about the piano player of like the Lion King and Aida and Billy Elliot having to play the in front of Elton John. Yeah. I'm like, what? No, I'll be right. <laughs> I have a haircut that day. Thank you very much. Anyways, um, yeah. Sorry, Evan. Yeah. Go continue. Yeah. No. Um. And and just sort of rounding off. Yeah. The standout songs for some reason, falling really stood out. That's an original. Oh. Okay. Ah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Does it go like double time about halfway through? Yeah. Yeah, the tempo changes. Yeah. Yeah, that's where it really, really hits. I was yeah. 
So sort of listening, going, oh yeah, I suppose, and then it goes double mm-hmm. time. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's what it needed. It needed to speed up. Yeah, it's yep. cool. Yes, yes. So I feel that way about every ballad as well. Just <laughs> hurry up. <laughs> Stop singing about love already. Anyway, so obviously Bombaleo is yeah, you know, yeah, that's hitting the ones you know. I lucked out. Yeah, yeah. And I lucked out that that's mine. <laughs> One more beer I really like. Oh yeah, that's another original. Oh wow. Well, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. And Freedom really stood out as well. Freedom is Vamos a Bayar, which is one of their songs, but they kind of redid it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm annoyed I can't see it because I'm, like I said, I'm sure it's all about the dancing and the choreography and the wild dresses. And yeah, it's, I mean, the choreography is unbelievable. Mm, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. No, there's nothing out there other than the, the few clips. No, it was literally like a year before iPhone. You know, like I, I got my first iPhone in London. So it was just when all that was starting and made the, I'm sure somebody has a, a bootleg on a VHS tape, or something. <laughs> but it was just like yeah. right before all of that. Yeah. Yeah. The, I, I did start watching. There was a high school production. There's a high school production on YouTube Yeah, and uh, they're pretty good. But they're a high school production. I got yeah. about I got about 20, 30 minutes into it. And I'm going, I can't judge it on the high school yeah. copy. Yeah. It's, well, it's just it was such a bummer because they had um, we were going to bring it to the States. And 2009 is kind of when it, when the market crashed and everything, you know, Bravo. Was, oh, yeah. Like it was bad timing. And they have tried. I mean, I the last workshop I did was only about six years ago, oh, five oh, years ago. They were still trying. Um, luckily, my character, I can age with it. <laughs> yeah. um, but they were still trying. And I, I don't know. I don't know what's happened uh, with it. I think, you know, well, obviously now things are a mess. But um, yeah. I hope that it comes back around because it's really, I've never seen an audience reaction like that. I was just about <sighs> to say, I bet that not only are you guys, you know, having a ball on stage, the audience are doing this. Oh my God. You know. Out of their seats, like loving it and yeah, I've never seen that again since yeah. that. So it's, I hope it comes back in, in some way. Yeah. It's really good. There's, there's something about flamenco. It just gets people on their feet. And, you yeah. know, everyone thinks they can suddenly, you know, wiggle their hips seductively. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, they, you know, they hired our uh, half our cast was from Spain. The flamenco dancers were from Spain. And mm-hmm. they nice. were unbelievable. Okay. And oh. any time I had to dance next to them was a horror. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> Oh, goodness me. Um, now, in terms of high school productions, Evan, when, or anyone listening to this, when you watch a high school production, don't judge the kids on stage. Judge the adults who directed it and designed those sets, right? Because they're the ones who think they know what they're fucking doing, but they don't half the time. So judge them for their shitty decisions. I wasn't judging the children. I was... I'm not saying you were. I'm giving that advice to people out there because I do hear it a lot. Like when people watch a, a high school performance, they'll be like, oh, that kid was out of tune or that, look at those kids, they couldn't dance. Well, of course they bloody couldn't. They're there to get time off class. Yeah. That's why half the kids are in the fucking school musical to begin with. But judge the director who's a teacher, who's probably a science teacher who's seen a few Broadway musicals and thinks I could direct this because I know what I'm doing. And usually they don't. So well, now all they do is they find bootlegs because yeah. because now like Zorro, there wasn't anything for them to go on. But all these schools are doing Matilda now. And 
they'll send me stuff and it'll be like a bad attempt at what our set was, or they'll copy the choreography. And I don't like that either. It's why I don't really like, yeah, I don't like bootlegs for that reason. That's plagiarism. (laughs) Yeah. That is actual plagiarism. I I don't get why people keep tagging people in these bootleg videos. And I know some people spread it around. I'm like, why? Like if someone came up to me with a photocopy of this novel, 500 pages and said, I read your novel, but it was a photocopy. I would fucking smack them (laughs) with that manuscript. Yeah. Oh my God. What an insult. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. I don't get it. Like if you, I know I understand if you, can't get to Broadway or can't afford it and want to watch it. What I don't think is, I think it's killing creativity because you're just copying the people on the tape or copying. But I don't, I mean, if that's the only Mm. way you can see something, sure. But see it for yourself. Don't fucking go online and then compare. And flaunt it. Yeah, and flaunt it or compare the people in yes. different productions and but that's not what that's for <laughs> yeah it, it is you're calling yourself a fan but you're blatantly copy the plagiarizing and yeah. breaking copyright i saw one it was a video of cinderella andrew lloyd webber's one and the comments said copyright to andrew lloyd webber and cinderella but also me because oh. i posted the video <laughs> <laughs> i don't think you i don't think you understand that's not how copyright works, you fucking morons. Oh my god, fathers. But you can't you can't tell these kids that because I, oh. I've come out many times and said, please don't Good. share bootlegs. And I am enemy number one to these kids. I'm elitist and how dare I? And all, I'm like, mm. just just watch them in your home. Don't yes. post them online. <laughs> Tact. That's right. all it yeah. takes is a bit of tact, people. That's it. Just stop rubbing it in. Like, you're not cool for having every fucking bootleg copy of Wicked. I know. You've got every alphabet out there. Like, I goodness know. gracious me. And if you get sued for it, that's your own fault. Yeah. Don't complain that the system's broken because you can't read a fucking rule. Oh, my God. Sorry. No, agreed. <laughs> I promised myself I wouldn't lose my mind on the show anymore. That's all right. And this mm. got brought up, didn't it? But anyway. Sorry. I'm glad you agree on that. And like the, yeah. the Avengers movie will come out, Endgame, and the very next day it's on YouTube with someone yeah. standing in front of a green screen with the bootleg movie playing behind him while he picked out the Easter eggs the day after it opened. And I think to myself, go to prison. Just go. Just help yourself to prison. All right. Let's save ourselves the worry of the news reports and the fucking legal fees. Just, just help yourself to prison because... Yeah. That's what you are doing. You are actually stealing people's work and making money off it. It yeah. is copyright infringement. There are laws for a reason. But anyways, this was about sorrow. Wait. <laughs> this is- I'm kind of glad. No, I'm kind of glad that there's not stuff out yeah. of it. You know. Yeah. No. It's 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 great. And, and but sort of expanding on that, I watched. Yep. What was it? The 20th anniversary of the producers. And they had um, Mel Brooks and all the original cast back, right? And they were and they were on a Zoom call, and the hosts were actually showing them clips, showing you know Nathan Lane clips of himself through a bootleg because Why? that was the uh, because that was the only footage there was. Yeah. Then don't show any. Yeah. Well, they're literally going. Remember this. Remember yeah. that. But can't you can't you bring it up or show a Mel photo. Brooks seemed okay with it because there was only that was the only copy. Maybe it was b-roll because i know i have a lot of b-roll from yeah. not a lot but i have some b-roll from zorro and it could be that it could be that because they'll yeah. you know we'll, we'll record oh no it was and, oh it was bad it was grainy <laughs> yeah it was it was a bad grainy from the audience <laughs> shot and you could clearly tell and they're showing it to mel brooks and he's yeah. going oh yeah i remember doing that and you know but okay. it was literally the only footage there was so two you things know. about that he's mel brooks 
He exactly. has enough money, so I don't <laughs> think he really cares that much. Obviously, that was a joke. But secondly, his Mel Brooks is 110 years old. I don't think he understood that it was a bootleg footage. Probably not. Oh, it was pretty obvious. Not to make an age pretty joke obvious. there, but... <laughs> yeah, no, look, it is. It's plain, it's smarmy as well. It's like, oh, look, I, I'm flaunting this in front of you. And, and it's like, it's, you're not cool. You're not fans. and You're not any bigger fans for it, basically. Is what I'm right. Saying. You're not a bigger fan. Correct. That's I think that's the best way to do it. But anyway, sorry, Evan, we've completely shit all over your Zorro speech. No. <laughs> I'm sorry I set you off. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm glad you liked it. And I love that you liked the new songs of theirs, which are great. Yeah. They, they wrote mm. them with um another genius uh writer, John Cameron. And so and he's yeah. a Brit and they they worked with him to kind of okay. yeah. craft these new songs. They're and they're great. I love them. That coffee is as dead as Inez. <gasps> too soon? Sorry. Oh, God, too soon. <laughs> it's terrible. Now, uh, would you ever do a female Zorro pantomime? A, a British pantomime with a female Zorro? You know that there, there is going to be a female Zorro. Oh, is it? Oh, fuck. Someone else got to do an idea. They're doing, a, they're doing a series. The actual Zorro people are rebooting Zorro. Bastards. With a female Zorro. Yeah. That idea has been brewing in my mind since 2017. I even yeah. have the logo for it and everything, Leslie. Too late. Oh, well. <laughs> but also in terms of bringing it to America, you've had a lot of experience in both film and TV and theatre. Yeah. Why not throw your hat in a producer's ring? Uh, uh... Why not? <laughs> Why not? Like, is there anything stopping you is what I'm saying? Because think of what the past two years is, what it's been like. I love to write. I love to create things. I the producing side of it is is not my favorite. It's difficult. I'm not great at asking for money. I'm not great at asking for things. Uh, so yeah. that's all part of it. Mm, I, yeah, I think it's a it's not a skill set that I have. Yeah, yeah. Look, um, I yeah, I understand that. I, I think I I think any any creative I know that is a producer has a different a different kind of brain like they just they can't you can't have your heart in anything because it just gets broken like it, it's so difficult so I don't I don't I don't know look if I had the chance to help Sorrel come over here sure absolutely I, I yeah. if it was something that I felt get that yeah and get a producer's credit if it was something that I felt very strongly about that I was involved in yeah absolutely but I yeah. think that's a hard job oh yeah it's tough Oh, and yeah. you know, a Broadway show has if you give 50 bucks, you're a producer. It's it's just the list is uh, no joke. It's like 150 people can say they're producers because yeah. they've given money when there are actually only maybe two or three actual yeah. main producers. Yeah. But it's yeah, it's oh the business side of theater is not fun. Mm, no, no, it's not. But look, I understand that, and especially having to ask Broadway and Hollywood legends. The most basic bitch question of, can you please make sure you wear headphones? I know. Because not everyone <laughs> does, but I had to man up yeah. to do that. Like I had to grow a pair of balls to say to people, can you, <laughs> if you can wear headphones, that'd be awesome. But it was hard. Yeah, I'm terrible at that. Yeah, like no, I, had to, I had to man up. Like I can ask, invite people onto the show, but then it's like, oh, can you just do this obvious thing? That's what made it hard. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Well, sometimes yeah. people are just performers or just writers. They don't understand the technical stuff. But anyways, we're going to yeah. throw to a quick ad break and we will be back in a moment.
G'day listeners, Aaron here. While you're topping up your coffees, did you know that you can support our show and go on a fantastically scary adventure at the same time? Go to www.thetonistontales.com forward slash bookstore to grab your copy of The Toniston Tales, a darkly funny Aussie trilogy about a young boy who rescues injured animals in his spare time and the roller coaster ride he's taken on by a literal fish out of water. Written by me, the village idiot of Thrash and Treasure, you'll come to love Toniston Turnbull and the dozens of wacky characters that he meets along the way. And here is a sneak peek. After barely three hours of light sleep, Toniston Turnbull slowly opens his eyes, his body feeling heavier than it ever has before. Not from extra weight, from tiredness and stress. Polly sighs in the shadows behind him, the flame of the nearest barbed wire tiki torch tower having died down, but not out, while Toniston napped. Are you awake? Toniston whispers. Oh, how can I sleep in this place? Polly moans, turning onto her side and facing Toniston, who stays on his back, imagining obscure animal-esque shapes in the rusted tin roof above them, shadows faintly formed by the nearest dying torches. We need to work out a way to get out of here, Toniston states the obvious. He whispers, despite the fact the nearest shacks to their own are several metres away, and the occupants presumably asleep as most prisoners seem to be. How? There's no fence to squeeze through, or even climb, Polly replies, sitting up in bed and then stretching out her sore arms. The hairs stand on end from the slight chill in the air. I don't know, but I think the whole fighting thing is a distraction. You mean, to distract the other prisoners when new ones arrive? No, I, I think that was just bad timing. Didn't you notice? Toniston goes on to explain his theory. That fight happened. Everybody gathered around. I didn't see one person who wasn't watching. And then when I vomited, the only gate in this place closed shut. What are you trying to say? I think something happened when everyone's back was turned. Like what? Whispers Polly, her voice breaking up in fear. I don't know. That's what we've got to find out. Toniston's brain starts working overtime, but it's strange that nobody seems to want to leave. They seem almost happy. Definitely content. So, when's the next one of those stupid beatdowns? Toniston can't help but think Polly looks tough, almost evil in the shadows as she asks, I don't know, Toniston begins, but both teenagers are distracted by a crumbling noise in the distance. Hopping out of bed, Toniston joins Polly on her own, equally uncomfortable one. Spotting a large, white package hovering close to the cave ceiling, behind it, a shadowy figure. The package is lowered down, causing the teenagers themselves to lower as well, hoping not to be spotted by whom, or what, may be operating this obscure crane. Over a long, slow descent, the package is dropped to the ground. Polly keeps her eyes on it, but Toniston looks up immediately, spotting a large black shadow scurry away to God only knows where. Come, he whispers, as he quietly hops off her bed, slipping into his docks with bare feet. Polly follows his lead. Careful to keep watch on all directions, the teenagers swiftly sneak over to the white package, their hearts beating an almost tribal jam in perfect harmony, and stopping in their tracks as the sudden realisation of what lies before them sinks in. A woman, seemingly in her early twenties, wrapped up in bandages from the neck down. No, not bandages. Is that spiderweb? Polly asks, completely mortified at the prospect. 
Grab your copy of The Toniston Tales from thetonistontales.com forward slash bookstore today. Hooroo! Alright, you're listening to Thrush and Treasure. I'm Aaron, that's Evan, and we are joined by the wonderful Leslie Margarita, or should I say the tasty, which I have many people comment to you about it being pizza, and do you say, well, also margarita is a cocktail? It's the other way around. Everyone just says, oh, margarita, yep. I'd like to have a drink of that. I'm like, no, well, it's, mine's, I'm the pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I am the pizza, not the drink. But it's mm. fine. Uh, people have, you know, actually my, uh, we just found out one of my ancestors when they came from Italy spelled it like the drink. Oh, yeah. So well, it could be either. Yeah. Side little bit of information. The, uh, the margarita is the most popular drink, uh, most popular cocktail in the US. <laughs> oh, is it? There well, there you go. And there, there you go. are. Oh. And that is my actual name. That is not a stage name. I would not have chosen that as a stage yeah. name. <laughs> Why not? Sounds like a porn name. <laughs> and? I mean, and, correct, and, correct, yeah. really. Like, really? <laughs> okay, uh, just back on Zorro, there was a story you told about meeting Camilla and you looked up and saw Rihanna and said, oh, she looks like a ma, uh, a ma. A man, and mm-hmm. then you realised you were standing in front of Camilla. Now, you've told correct. up to that point what happened mm-hmm. next that's what i would like to know so you're face to face with camilla i have a picture literally of that moment and i'm turning to the zorro in horror because they're <laughs> you know they just they they you meet them and prince charles prince charles was right next to her she's moving on i don't hopefully i don't think she heard me i don't know <laughs> um because I, I i did say i was like i wasn't talking about you and she just looked confused so then she moves on and Prince Charles um, was was next, but I was so horrified by what I had just mm-hmm. said in front of her. I don't even remember what he said to me. Um, no, they have to keep moving down the line, but I was mortified, mortified. I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be thrown out of the country. I couldn't. I, I the whole the whole thing. It was mortified, but mm-hmm. honestly, one of the best stories I'll, I'll ever have. But yeah, somebody took a picture immediately, and I'm in. <gasps> in shock like i cannot right. believe <laughs> i want to see that so badly now it's england they're not going to deport you they're going to drag you down no. to the dungeon True. and cut off your head True. that's how they do things over there all right now <laughs> who would be in your vh1 divas lineup <gasps> you mean my favorite divas of, of in my lineup yeah, who would be in your ultimate vh1 divas live lineup yeah celine i'm a massive celine fan yeah like my i met my husband I made him take me to Vegas to go see her show. And as soon as she stepped on stage, I started weeping. Yep. He was in, completely confused, but like a trooper sat through it. Yeah. Uh, Dolly Parton, Dolly yep. Parton, Dolly Parton, Reba. I love Reba McIntyre. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, ooh, who else do I love? Uh, there's some uh, European, there's a woman named uh, Laura Fabian, who I love. Oh, you know who I love of yours, Tina Arena. Oh, yes. Wow. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Tina Arena is my oh hasn't she got a voice and you look like her too really like right now you doesn't she look like just the tina arena that we know that we just always pops up on tv and stuff just natural and with her glasses on her hair up i haven't seen tina in a long time i don't know where she is and what she's up to my god she's still still recording still i so i love her yeah yeah that would be um so an international divas divas live for me that would be cool 
And, and not actually what I was expecting because usually Gaga. I'm, a, I'm a Gaga fan too. Gaga. Gaga. Oh, really? Gaga, Gaga. I was <gasps> also I was expecting Madonna, but Ooh. Um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one too. I don't know why, but it just it struck me that you would be a Madonna fan. I don't Huge know. fan. Huge Madonna yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Me too. I'm sure Evan is as well. I appreciate what she's done for the world of music. <laughs> That's the politest way you can put it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you say your fans, the collective name for your fans should be Leslians? <laughs> I've never, ever even thought of that. Really? No. Oh, my God. Yes, it should be. It should be, yes. Should so from now on, we are branding them all. Leslians. Leslians. Yeah. They, a lot of them call themselves sequins because I oh, I like to call people sequins because sequins are shiny on both sides, whether they're face up or flat down. <laughs> you can nice. flat on your face, but you can still shine. Interesting point of view. I've never looked at it that way. But Leslians is is really. Yeah. yeah Leslians. That's, yeah. This is me in my mind in overtime. <laughs> uh, okay. Who would win in a punch on? Or a fight between Mrs. Wormwood and Mama Rose. Wormwood. You reckon? For real. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I don't know. Mama Rose is pretty pushy. She's pretty pushy, but I think Wormwood is dirtier. <laughs> yeah, true. She's got the nails as well. Yeah, she's got the nails. She's got I just think she's fights dirty. Yeah. Not that not that Mama Rose wouldn't. I mean I, I think Mama Rose would throw a few good punches in. She would. Yeah. yeah. She'd, she'd start thinking of her daughters or one daughter. She'd think of one daughter and that would be yes. enough to, um, <laughs> I think. Uh, now, if they revive one notorious Broadway flop from the past, say, 30, 40 years, what show and who would you play? In a flop? Yeah, a big notorious flop, something that just died a horrible death. It wasn't really a flop. I, I love Donna Murphy. And so I would really like to do Passion, the, the Stephen Sondheim one that people didn't really get. Um, I would love to play Fosca and Passion, but I saw a flop. Like, what's a. Well, Carrie was a flop. Oh, yeah. That, that I'd probably be the, the teacher. Oh, no. I'd probably be the crazy mom. <laughs> uh, yeah. That'd, yeah, that'd, that'd be a great work. role to play, I think. Yeah. That's the problem yeah. with flops. You can't think of them because they were flops. Yeah, but they're infamous flops. Broadway has infamous flops. Well, there was like one that played a day that I had friends in. I don't even remember what it was called, but. Um, holler if you can hear me. Oh, holler if you hear me. Well, that was a, yeah. was a flop too. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was a, a disaster. An urban cowboy. Oh. That's a notorious <laughs> disaster. A big. It's so, it's awful because like, I know all these people. Oh, it's, it's no indictment on them because it's just the alchemy no. of the situation. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a whole number of factors is, and you, you look at something like Merrily We Roll Along, which when it got released or when it got released, when it <laughs> premiered, no one got it. Yeah. Look at the affection that it has today. So it's just the alchemy of a situation, really, because a, a musical can come out and be the biggest thing ever. Look at Tick, Tick, Boom. Yeah, Tick, Tick, Boom. And, but then again, where are all these people who kept praising the Tick, Tick, Boom movie? Where were you when the Rent movie was released and bombed? That's what <laughs> I would like to know, because I saw it at the movies. I still have my movie ticket from it, as I showed Freddie the other week because we had Joanne on. So, and I'm like, oh, look, I went and saw the movie that you weren't in. Oh, right. Yeah. What a nerd. Uh, but anyways. Okay. So Patty Lupone and Audra McDonald yeah. both have solo shows 
on at the same time, which ticket are you buying? That's really tough. Uh, Yes, I know. We don't ask easy questions here. This is these are shits probe questions. These are really hard. I think I would see Audra. Yeah. Only because I know what Patty would do. <laughs> I, I think I think Audra would do something totally unexpected in a solo show. She's that kind of kind of girl. I think would would be cooler to see. I don't know. But very, that's very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. So growing up on the farm. Because obviously mm-hmm. you've um, talked about it many times before and you're tap dancing on the septic tank, uh, <laughs> which doesn't surprise me at all that then you got into a show by making fart noises. Uh, it's experience. <laughs> you have to apparently write what you know. Um, mm-hmm. Now, who, who were your idols growing up? That I'm guessing Dolly and Reba then, if you... Yeah, I lo- I mean, Bette Midler was huge, huge yeah. for me. I loved Judy Garland, Every- anything Judy Garland did, and Liza, I loved. Um, Cheetah Rivera was huge for me. I mean, all, you know, all, the, all, all those, those, those famous ladies. But yeah, Judy and Liza, for sure. Yeah. Thanks to Aaron, I now know who all those people are. Amazing. Good. <laughs> yeah. as you've said. And, and funnily enough, um, I think I heard the same interview as Aaron did. Um, I also grew up on a farm not that size i'm the youngest of four the number three is a big chunk older than me so you know they were they wow. were all at school i'm at home i finally hit you know uh, what do you call it well we call it primary school elementary yeah. elementary school the brothers are then going to high school so i mean not even at high school yeah. with my brothers that kind of thing um although yeah. although we only had a paddock we didn't have a whole cattle ranch um <laughs> But we just had one of everything. We had like one horse, yeah, one duck, uh, one cow, uh, and and a bunch of chickens, you know, in a, in a paddock. And the neighbors were like a mile away, sort of thing. Yeah. So ve- yeah, very similar. Yeah, yeah. Very similar. Very similar. Oh, is that why you like that? <laughs> well, and I was just going to say, like, like country kids are just different. They're just different. You, yeah. And my my parents yeah. always sort of wanted to go back, and we did actually get not back to the, mm. that country but um we moved out into the country again um so do you do you think you'll ever you know you're in where are you new york well it was certainly with broadway you were i'm in la right now yeah i go back and forth with the two cities yeah la but you know all that time i, I was watching clips from uh matilda and you you know you know the hustle yeah. and bustle of i couldn't imagine a city like new york it's crazy i didn't think i ever wanted to live there but then i got then i got used to it um it's okay yeah, I mean, LA and New York are so different, but I, I would love to have a ranch. Love, love to get back to the wide open spaces. Yeah, I know. I just love looking out across of nothing. I would love to. I would love to live in the city. Yeah, I would love to still have a place in a city, but then have some land somewhere. Yeah, you need a yeah. producer's credit on something for that. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in terms of you know now knowing who Judy and Liza are, I am destroying the patriarchy one diva at a time on this show. So I'm glad that <laughs> it's work. yep. working. Now, see, I grew up in the suburbs and I had to share a room with my brother who, who is considerably older, but no, I was in the suburbs. <laughs> so I had to put up with pigs of a different sort there. Mm. Oh. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was watching, um, is it the Looks Not Books yeah. series that you were doing? And I'm watching that going, you're an absolute nutcase. 
Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. How many other absolute nutcases are there? And when you meet them, do you clash? Yeah, because I don't like people that are like me. Every time I meet Mm. someone like me, I'm like, no, I don't like them at all. Is there a bigger nutcase in Broadway than you? No. No. I would say no. Awesome. Right. But I do know many other nutcases and we kind of, I, I, I enjoy the nutcases. You do? Yeah. Because I don't feel so alone yeah. and I don't feel so cuckoo. Yeah. 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 In that respect, I, yeah. People that are. That was, yeah. Broadway.com gave me this, this camera and let me edit footage that I wanted and, <laughs> and that, that was their mistake. Yeah. There, there, <laughs> there are quite a few nutcases many of which I tried to get to come on to the vlog. Yeah, I might be the biggest. I might be the biggest. Biggest nutcase in Broadway. I enjoy the other nutcases. I really do. But also we got one life to live. Like why why are we being serious all the time for crying out loud? Like to be absurd. I know. Do a silly walk. And it's so weird, like our, what, what I do though, is people would watch these videos or, or see what I write on Twitter and, and people in the business would be like, well, she's not a serious actress because she's so kooky. I'm like, what does that have to do with what I do in my life? <laughs> so it's weird. Yeah. And then someone like Jim Carrey does the Truman Show and everyone goes, oh, they can act. Of course. Just because you pigeonholed them. I really enjoyed all the, uh, actually the, the behind the scenes, but behind the scenes of like, you know, here's a close-up of the cracks in the stage and here's the, you know, here's the the rigging and the stuff you don't normally see. Yeah. You know. I love that. Yeah. I think, I think it's cool. And I think it's cool for, especially a lot of the younger kids that were watching it. Just, you know, Broadway seems so daunting and seems so crazy. I'm like, it's just like your show in high school. It's just, mm. these, it's still, it's just got more money. Just, <laughs> I try to demystify the fact that it seems so important and it's, it's just a place. <laughs> It's just the 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 pinnacle, if you will. Yeah, the, a, um, yeah. the tip of the uh, tip of an iceberg of a, an amazing industry across the world. Across the world, yeah. Shout out to National Swing Day. Thank you very much. Like, do I Yay. tweet out my support of our Australian swings because it's National Swing Day? Like, come on, America, we exist too. Anyway, sorry. I'm... Oh, right. Oh. Standing ovations. What has been your experience? Because I know you've worked on both West End and Broadway. Has there been a change in the way audiences react? Everybody asked me about London, thinking that they'd be stodgy. And but that Zorro show, I'm telling you, it, I had a complete opposite reaction. People were way more vocal and cheering more than Broadway audiences. Yeah. Oh, wow. They were crazy. Yeah. And again, I think it was the show, maybe. Yeah. But Standing ovations, it's weird. Like, I feel like in on Broadway, people feel like they have to stand no matter what. Yeah, and, and you don't. It's just, you don't have to stand. There are shows I love. I just don't want to get up. <laughs> and, I, and I get that, you know, it, it, theater is so interesting because, you know, I see shows and I have a big loud laugh, but sometimes I, I don't laugh out loud because there's other people around me. Mm-hmm. So I always have to remember that when I'm on stage going, oh God, they're not laughing. It doesn't mean people aren't enjoying it. It doesn't mean, and a standing ovation doesn't mean the show's a hit. Like yeah. you can close the next day. I've been in those shows that you're like, but everybody loves it. And then it closes. So the London audiences for me were amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Because we've asked this of a lot of guests. And I think I started mm-hmm. with Joanna Gleason. She talked yeah. about how during Into the Woods, 
it wasn't an opening night or anything, I don't think. It was just in the middle of the run. And they got their first standing ovation and it was her first of her career. And they knew that they had nailed it that night, that they had not just nailed it, but they had gone beyond the nailing it. And that's what a standing ovation is for. Yeah. Right. And that's what I think people are, or there's lots of different theories and stuff like that. They're affected by reality TV or it's their fandoms or they're feeling like that's what they have to do when they walk in. Yeah, it's different now. But no, kids, you don't. It is an actual thing. It, it, it is a sign that that cast, and that cast will know. Yeah. You guys know on stage. I know when my introductions have nailed it. And I know when I did a shit job. So you guys know when you yeah. earn it. And then I, I would think to, to be on stage and to know that you earned a certain standing ovation that night, but to then to not get it because the audience doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when it, when it does mean something to me is if it's, it means the most to me when it's in the middle of a show, when it's yeah. after a number. Oh, that annoys me. Yeah. That annoys you? Yeah, because theatre is so clockwork. Audiences annoy him. Audiences annoy me in general. Like I heard the clapping in Zorro and I'm like, oh, every know, time. I'm like, oh, shut um, up. Like, I know you appreciate yeah. the song, but could they not, not cut it out? That's all. I just, uh, it sounds like. Get, I, I get your point when you're that spontaneous middle of the show. But yes, yeah. that, And I'm telling you. You've just wowed them out of nowhere yes. and yeah. they get up. Yeah. Because that doesn't happen very often. And no. when it does happen to you, it is like nothing else. Because everybody now stands at the end of every show, yeah. if you like. It just... That's it. Mm. Yeah, no, they'll have to start throwing streamers or something. But even then, they'll start throwing streamers to a bloody <laughs> preview two-bit performance yeah. where everyone stuffed up their lines and burped on stage and, and Thingo <laughs> tripped over his fucking shoelaces because he forgot to tie them up because he's not used to doing the show yet. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, I, I think it's diminishing the art form yeah. because that was yeah. an actual thing. That imagery of a diva on stage or a prima donna getting the roses thrown at her, that is an actual thing. Yeah. It's not just the default. Yeah. It is not the norm. So it, it did mean more to me in London though, because I have been told that they were not. So it's a surprise. Yeah. That like kind of people. So that, that, and we got one, honestly, almost every night in Zorro. So that meant more to me than any standing ovations on Broadway because I do feel like yeah. Broadway's just kind of like, eh, guess we stand. We're going to leave anyway. It. So it's just a weird... Well, I, I can say this because my dad, British audiences are like British parents, cold and distant. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> well, I've, I was assuming it was more like, well, from what I've seen, you know, Zorro was such a, a high energy, fun, yeah. musical show that the crowd has just got all this pent up energy yeah and you know they finally get to let it out yeah absolutely yeah whereas mama mia they're dancing in the aisles because they know the songs so are you even paying attention to the emotional outpouring (laughs) during fucking i don't know dancing queen or whatever it's in it i haven't seen it i'm not going to (laughs) all righty speaking of silly what is your silliest party trick I don't have a party trick. You don't have a party, you not have a party. No, I am the party trick. You are the party trick, yeah. Mine's <laughs> making fart noises with my eye. With your eye? Yeah, it's really weird. Like my... Oh. It's like the armpit <laughs> thing. Like I, I, I need bad to- bad for your eye? Like... Well, I'm, I am afraid it will pop out. Yes. Or pop in. So I do close my eyes very, very tightly. Like I don't just lightly close my eyes. I very tightly hold it in and pray. Ooh. Do not pop out. Do not pop out because I'm worried that that will happen like a plunger. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it looks like. 
Yeah, that's that's what it, it's it's the under the armpit thing. I can't do that, yeah. but I can do it with my eyes. That so you don't have a party yeah. trick. No, I don't have a I don't have a party trick. Oh. No, Evan, do you have a party trick? Evan, do you? I have can one? crack my shoulder, but I don't think it's a good thing. No, oh. that's not that's not a good thing. Oh. It's got it's got like three distinct cracks. Ooh. Like one, two, three. But I yeah, I don't think it's something that I should be doing. <laughs> on a real... not, probably not. Well, you had me at three distinct cracks. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think that's more just from, that's RSI. That's just repetitive, uh, you know, baking. So, yeah. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> but, you know, your party that's... trick is making fucking anything out of anything. Yeah, pretty right? much. Because that, that arcade, he built that. So Oh, yeah, I, I built everything, yeah. That's amazing. Is that a Zorro game? Yes, that's the 1986 Commodore 64 Zorro arcade game. Well, Commodore 64 game, yeah. Yeah, see, audience miss out on reactions like that. That's fine. <laughs> we get True. it. I knew there had to so, be one. Yeah, of course, yes. Yeah. And no, how he doesn't do set design, I have no idea. Right? I'd love to do. I'd love to work <sighs> in a prop department. That would be so cool. Because, uh, you know, oh. I can sew, I can, you know, metalwork, woodwork, plastics, <gasps> you know, get me in Oh, my in God. There. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, oh. and, and this is really and electronics, computers. I can build I your computer. Or, you know, put your put your TVs on stands and do, I know networking. I love so cool. Whatever yeah. you want, you know. That I was bored. Yeah. It was just. That's amazing. Around. I'm not a fan of that TV though. Well, actually, it's the camera's fault. Anyway, yeah. it doesn't look very good. And it's the camera's fault. Oh, and the camera. Yeah. 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 See, so you're building arcade machines. I write by hand yeah. still, so. <laughs> I, you know, I write like, by hand oh, still. Oh, oh, awesome. Thank you so much. Because this one here yeah. teases me because yeah. I'm so archaic. Anything yeah. I write. No, anything I write, like scripts, yeah. anything I write, I write by hand first. I got to get it out that way. Yeah. Yes. And then I can Same. sit down and transcribe or whatever. But Oh, no, yeah. I'm not doing it a second time. No, just not for oh. an episode because then I move on to the next episode. <laughs> it's like doing a show. You unpack. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I keep all the notes, though. Like, I, I keep them all. Yeah. But they're handwritten. Sorry, Evan. I had to. Then... Yeah. No, no. I was, I was just saying it, it just comes It comes out of necessity. Half of it is, you know, I build stuff I can't afford to buy. Right. That's a good way to do it, though. But yeah, it comes in handy with things like, um, you know, with the, with my wedding. Um, you know, my wife wanted this enormous uh, chalkboard you know welcome to the wedding of and then you see the prices of them oh my god yeah so i'll I'll just build one you know so yeah i did you know and and she wants lanterns on pillars and stuff and it's like yeah i'll just build the pillars no worries you know amazing yeah so i just build what i can't afford really that's that's all it is that's the way to do it though and you get it exactly how you want it oh yeah and we still have those pillars because i yes you know (laughs) and and now i've got smart lights in there that you know turn on at five o'clock at night oh cool oh wow yeah oh awesome all right. Um, now, many saints of Newark. You were just in the Sopranos prequel. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us? Is it Iris Balducci? Did I? Yeah. No. Oh wow, that was by memory. You did. That's right. Wow, I'm that's not really that good. stupid. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, that's the. It's the prequel, and and it kind of uh, fans are a little divided, I guess. Yeah. Oh look, they're gonna be divided anyways. I know. I know. I mean, I was so excited. I love. I love Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's one of the greatest shows ever. Yep. So to be part of of that world um and i think they're gonna do some more i think they're gonna uh because this went up to when tony was like 17 okay yeah and I think they're planning on on i think they should fill out his story because it's and it and james gandolfini's son actually played yeah. him as and he's an, a phenomenal actor michael gandolfini himself 
So I would love to see that. But yeah, I was really excited to, I play Uncle Junior's girlfriend. So you might pop up unless you, you I haven't seen it yet because I don't. Uh, I don't die. So only I had a, um, oh, that's all right. Then. <laughs> that's all right. Good, you, you can. But even then these yeah. days they're killing people off every other week and I bringing mean, them back true. anyways. So yeah. no one popular dies forever. No. 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 Unless you're Kevin Spacey's career. Anyway. Oh, oh that was a, uh, <laughs> Who's your favorite Marvel character? Because I know you're a big nerd. Yeah. Uh, so your all your Star Wars T-shirts and all that, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm a massive Star Wars fan. My husband and I had yeah. stormtroopers at our wedding and cut our cakes with sabers. Where, wow. yeah. That's yeah, that's that's yeah. big fandom. Yeah, I I wouldn't be able to get away with. Yeah, that. it's huge fandom. But I do, but I do love we when we go, we we only vacation at Disney, so like Disney. <laughs> Big Disney fans, but I'm a huge Marvel fan. Uh, my favorite Marvel character is uh, probably Rocket. Yeah, Rocket Raccoon. Raccoon so. reminds me of my dog a little bit. Yeah. Kevin Feige, yeah. get on to Leslie's managers because oh. you are filming more Guardians movies. Listen, oh, please. <laughs> or the Star Wars series. I'm like, can I just get on one of those? I yes. Just... And, and of course, you're a huge Muppets fan. Don't oh. you? And yeah, I'm a massive Muppets fan as well. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, I noticed. Huge Muppets fan. <laughs> yeah, from from childhood, like literally, mm. Sesame Street first. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think my first like my third birthday cake was Ernie and Bert or something, and and yeah, the Miss Piggy, the Miss Piggy is my favorite. Yeah. Oh, oh Miss Piggy. <laughs> favorite. I was gonna say I, I may say something stupid and ignorant. It really. Is there a Muppets musical, actually a staged Muppets musical? Is that a thing? Not yet. No, there not has really been talk. Is. There has been talk. The only Muppets musical that that has happened, um, oh, and I, I almost got to do it this Christmas, but was uh, Emmett Otter's Jug Band is the first oh, like yeah. kind of like staged musical. Yeah. But there has been talk forever. Um, there was talk that Alex Timbers was going to direct a Muppet musical. It just hasn't happened yet. And I, I hope I'm part of it. Oh, and yeah, and you, of course, you'll be auditioning yeah. for oh. Miss Piggy. <laughs> only Miss Piggy can play Miss Piggy, though. I mean, only yeah, Miss Piggy. it's not that's a Muppet. Human characters, yeah, they have to have they have to have humans, humans play humans. They have, if you can do a SpongeBob musical, you can do a Muppet musical. <laughs> I loved that musical, actually. I loved SpongeBob, yeah, yeah, well, I did. It depends on how they do it as well. I mean, you could do it sort of Avenue Q style, or you could do yeah. it, you know, people in costumes. Um. You know, Hopefully, it would be the actual Muppets. Yeah. Social medias. Okay. Where can people find you on the socials? At Queen Leslie. Yep. On everything, I think Instagram, Twitter, and no E on the end of my Leslie. Yes. It's just Queen L E S L I. Yeah. Yep. Go there, hit follow, become a Leslian. Become, become a Leslie. Leslian. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. Follow me. There's a bunch of stuff coming up. So follow me. Awesome. Yeah, we, we don't like to ask, what, so what have you got coming up? Because most actors are dying inside anyway. Oh. So. <laughs> I'm glad you don't ask. Yeah. I've got yeah. rapid that's tests nice. and masks yeah. and distancing coming up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So no, that's it. But anyways, <laughs> to you guys at home, you take care and we shall see you next time. Hooray. Hey, thanks. Hooray. Awesome. That's fantastic. Thanks. It was so fun. Like, like, yeah.